Welcome to Explore the Word Podcast. Hope you are having a good one. Uh, Last podcast, we started uh, a series on what is a Baptist and like our distinctives and then moving into our history. So obviously the history part is not so much biblically based in the sense we have it recorded for us in scripture, but it'd be more of a historical view, you know, where we came from. Uh, So we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, so last time we saw sole authority of scripture, we started in the local church, um, and then the New Testament church is an assembly of baptized believers for the purpose of worship, uh, fellowship, and carrying out you know, what God has given us to do. The New, Te- New Testament pattern is that church members are baptized into the church by immersion. So scriptures teach that baptism is a picture of the death burial and resurrection of jesus christ that's i mentioned that when i baptized people at our church uh, and colossians 2 12 talks about that buried with him in baptism wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of god who have raised him from the dead so the greek word for baptism means to plunge dip or submerge it always means covering with water nowhere in scripture now and this is important Nowhere in scripture will you find infant baptism taught or even implied. Infants cannot express faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Impossible. That statement there, a lot of people died for. We we need to understand that. That uh, being baptized, the baptism, proper mode of baptism has been a huge bone in the past and it might come again who knows but men and women died for that that we follow the biblical principle the biblical is biblically taught all right so that's important the lord's supper is taught in scriptures as well as a memorial of christ's death and his second coming that's found for us in first corinthians chapter 11 verses 23 to 34 it's a somber time of remembering uh, of what christ has done for us but in no way parts in parts salvation. Okay, uh, that's the and that's a little bit different. We talk about them being ordinances. They're not sacraments. Sacraments provide salvation, or they help along with the process of salvation. That's not the case with this. The priesthood of the believer is a doctrine that each individual believer may go before the Lord freely. Uh, we are invited as brethren in Christ to enter into the holies. Uh, of holies by the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, we are told that we are a holy priesthood in 1 Peter 2.5, uh, that we may come boldly unto the throne of grace. Uh, individual soul liberty means uh, we are responsible only to God for our doctrine, practice, and conscience. Uh, this doctrine does not justify lawlessness, disobedience, uh, worldliness, or whatever else you might think about that's not the truth and we will all answer to god about our obedience to his word we will Uh, so just a little bit of history here now in 17th century in holland william of orange hired two scholars who were completely independent of any churches to study the churches in holland with the idea of um which was the best his idea is a separation of church and state and religious freedom had allowed many churches to operate in Holland. So they were, these scholars were given the task, you know, compare the churches of Holland to the New Testament church that we see and tell me who's the most like it, who's the best. 
Uh, William loosely identified with the Reformed Church, and he, in his own uh, his records, figured that they would be the closest. But he was surprised when the findings came back that Baptist churches of Holland were the closest, and he he published that around Holland so everyone would know the results. In Scripture, we see the New Testament church looked to the Word as their sole authority. Galatians 2.14 But when I saw that they walked not uprightly according to the truth of the gospel, I said unto Peter uh, before them all, If thou being a Jew livest after the manner of Gentiles, and not as the Jews, why compellest thou the Gentiles to live as do the Jews? So really it's the first part that talks about um, they walk not according to the, the truth of the gospel. Peter violated the portion of scripture. Paul confronted them and Paul was saying, We live by what the scripture says. All right. Doesn't matter how religious you might be or how much of a uh, a foundational piece or a pillar of the church you are, we need to make sure that we are following the truth of the scriptures. Um, we need to watch out. Uh, Paul makes it clear in the word of God that it's binding on all believers in Romans chapter 14, verse 10. But why dost thou judge thy brother, or why dost thou set at naught by thy brother? For ye shall all stand before the judgment seat of God. Let us not therefore judge one another any more. So the idea is that, uh, hey, we're going to give account for how we lived. And it has to be according to the word of God. It should be. All right. So Colossians 2.8, uh, Beware lest any man uh, spoil you through the philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Paul should, says here we should be more concerned about God not man, or the traditions of man. It's clear in the New Testament that each church was independent, have its own authority, own control, not controlled by other, another identity or other churches. Um, the church in Corinth was having lots of problems. I mean, they had lots of problems. Uh, Paul uh, admonishes them and tries to help them, but there's no regional bishop who comes in and tells them what to do. They are an autonomous church. Uh, you examine the letters to the churches, and there's lots of them in the New Testament, and each uh, individual churches were made up of saved membership. All of them. And they, in the New Testament, it repeatedly warns them not to let those who are unsaved into the membership. Acts chapter 20, verse 28, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which uh, uh, God hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, uh, which he had purchased with his own blood. You know, that, that's what God wants. And, and baptism by immersion is the only way. Acts chapter 8, verse 36. This is when uh, Philip is uh, miraculously brought down to the desert. He meets the Ethiopian eunuch. And he says, See here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip says, If thou believest with all thy heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. All right, so baptism and Lord's Supper, two ordinances of the church, keep the ordinances as I delivered unto them. So, I mean, that's pretty specific. That's Bob, Paul talking to that church in, in Corinth. Keep the ordinances. And like I said earlier in another podcast, I don't know if it was this one or one before, baptism and Lord's Supper are ordinances. They're not sacraments. Sacraments are you know, a means by which to be saved or keep yourself saved. That's nothing to do with it. It's one-time event. We accept Christ as Savior. We're part of the family of God. The New Testament has lots and lots of instructions of, of to believers about their personal life. 
John wrote epistles of 2nd and 3rd John to deal with specific individuals concerning their personal problems and personal responses to spiritual things. So we see that you know the Word of God is to be used in our hearts and lives. All right, And then we see, uh, finally, the separation of church and state. Uh, you read the book of Acts, and you will quickly see the church was under persecution of the state. From the persecution in Jerusalem, um, led by Saul, who would later become Paul, uh, Paul's arrest and imprisonment, uh, the New Testament church refused to disobey the Lord in order to keep the state happy. And they weren't in a mode of insurrection or anything of that. They were just trying to follow the Lord and do what is right. And... Uh, we can clearly see that the church had no control over the state as well. So there was separation that way. And uh, so I hope that's helped you a little bit to see how those Baptist distinctives that we hold to are absolutely biblical and followed in the Word of God. So again, hope it's been a help. Folks, never stop exploring the Word of God. Take care and God bless. <music>